God, you making me better. You making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. God, you making me better. You making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever. What's up, everybody? This is Merita Delgado, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. What's up? How you doing, babe? I'm good, babe. I can't complain. How about you? I am doing absolutely positively, as I always say. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. <laughs> Never gets old. I guess I'm I'm doing great when we're doing this because it's just exciting. It is. It is. I agree. It's really, really good. So I guess that's why you know, I always say that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yes. No need to curb your enthusiasm. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. So it's great to be back on another episode. This is episode 24, right? Yep. Yes. Episode, episode 24. 24. And taking a little um, different line here yeah. um, with this topic. Um, talking about um, sexual prosperity, prosperity gospel. gospel yeah. yeah. So this was one that I really want to latch on to because of a tweet that I saw from um, Caitlin Beatty. She's a uh, basically a Christian author, writer, and basically her tweet says that there is a sexual prosperity gospel at work in purity culture. For those of you that don't know what purity culture is, it's essentially a segment of teaching, you know, within the church that is kind of used to combat the sexual anything goes type you know stuff that we're hearing from society and it's kind of this movement of you know teaching young people the benefits of chastity you know waiting until you get marriage mm-hmm. of sexual purity that kind of stuff and it's it's a segment of of church culture that like glorifies and magnifies the beauty of chastity and it in some senses though it can kind of overemphasize it. i think that's what she was getting at you know in this tweet Um, There's a sexual prosperity gospel at work in purity culture. If you do this, God will reward you with this. If you are chased and played by all the rules, God will reward you with a good Christian spouse and a solid marriage. Yeah, I think this is really ironic as it relates to you and I because our marriage (laughs) is just completely the opposite of, I guess, what... Uh, people would have in mind for one sure. for another for like sure. for what people might would have expected for me they yeah. probably wouldn't have expected for you and vice versa mm-hmm. so yeah. just to kind of give you guys a little bit of background and I, some of you may have heard our story before of um our i guess i don't want to use the words status but <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah yeah basically. you know we, i mean we just kind of came from we definitely came from two different backgrounds mm-hmm. but um i uh had a child when when we got married mm-hmm. um was um well experienced when it came to you know to sex right um you know just i don't think i was the idea <laughs> ideal um spouse at, at, that at, at least in you know a lot of church people's eyes yeah, you know, yeah. wasn't the ideal pick for you know, for, me, for Wayne, the yeah. preacher's kid uh, the one that remained a virgin up until you know he got married yeah and, um, and you're marrying someone with a child yeah, so yeah. Uh, you definitely would have been seen as a i don't know with this movement here uh, i don't know oh i i, I, I would have been uh, yeah I, i've been an outlier yeah because um and, and I'm, it's not to say that, you know, we, we've had, it's been horrendous, but like the, the, the whole ideal flowery, um, you know, if you stay a virgin until you get married, you know, and marriage is just going to be this, this rose bed of, of beautifulness 
and that's not a word is it but it, it's just going to be this whole thing where you don't run into any real issues your sex life is going to be amazing and you know you're never going to have any issues with your spouse getting on your nerves and it's just going to be <laughs> solid and you're going to be such a beacon of hope and light to everybody and this all comes you know for the the, the exclusive price of your virginity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's so unrealistic. It's, it's unrealistic. And don't get me wrong. I'm not downplaying the beauty of chastity. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. It, I mean, God, God certainly desires us to be pure, but it's not for the purpose of guaranteeing us a problem free marriage yeah. or problem free sex, sex life. And that's the issue with the sexual prosperity gospel and the prosperity gospel as a whole. Um, so I, I and I want to kind of dig into if you don't mind, babe. I want to kind of dig into what the prosperity gospel is for those that yeah, don't know. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. So the prosperity gospel, aka you know the health and wealth, uh, gospel, aka seed faith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know we we well we we use a lot of church buzzwords in this episode, but so basically it it's it's the idea that financial blessing and physical well being, those are things that God always wants you to have. And anytime you have any financial hardship or poverty or sickness or disease, etc., it's either the result of some personal sin mm-hmm. or a lack of faith. You know, faith, yeah. faith is big in this. If you have enough faith, uh, you know, you can uh, speak that you're a millionaire, a billionaire. You, and it's you, just going to happen. It's just going to happen. You know, nice. you, 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 you have, <laughs> be nice, babe. Yeah. Just saying. But I mean, you know, there, there, there are a lot of people that believe this. You know, if you, if you just speak it long enough and loud enough, that it's just going to automatically happen. You know, a lot of word word of faith theology is is tied into this. Um, but yeah, faith, positive speech, confession, sowing seeds financially into the you know quote unquote right ministry. Um, you know, sowing in the good ground, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Those are ways to guarantee material blessings and God's favor on your life. It's basically a contract. Wow. I mean, that's basically what it is. You know, it's it's you signing on the dotted line with your faith or your monetary donation or gift and saying, God, by giving you this, I'm expecting this. And the problem with that is, number one, it's it's not biblical. Um, it, it's no, it's not. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's not biblical to think that God is like some cosmic slot machine that you can, you know, put a little money in and expect, you know, a prize to come out. That's not how this works. And that's not how faith works. That's not how uh, giving money works. That's not how it works. It's not this thing where, you know, uh, and of course, you know, people use a lot of scriptures out of context, you know, yeah. sowing and reaping. But you sowing money doesn't always guarantee that you're going to reap money. I mean, it's just not realistic. Um, It's problematic on a lot of levels because it causes a lot of pain to people who buy into it and are disappointed by reality. Yeah, and I think it just creates this false image of who God really is. It does, it does. You know, because we think so many times that we have to impress God. Right, right. And, you know, we don't. Right. God is not looking for us to to impress him exactly with our giving with mm-hmm. um the things that that we do or because we say well I, if i speak to this mountain and i just have this crazy <laughs> faith that you know right. god just sees me as this mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. it's it's and it's really sad it is um because again it just creates this false image of who god is it and does. so many people yep. miss the opportunity to really see who God is to Mm -hmm. really develop an intimate relationship with God because they have gravitated to this 
false mm -hmm. <laughs> teaching false gospel you yeah. know this false gospel it's, yeah. it's just really really sad it, it really is sad and um like kind of kind of going back into how the sexual prosperity gospel goes and um you know i i we're going to be referencing an article by Kat, caitlin Beatty that she wrote directly on this but so essentially it's you know if you stay a virgin until you're married then god will guarantee you a godly spouse and a good marriage um I'm sure there are people listening that have found that not to be the case. I mean, how do you how do you define a good marriage? Right. <laughs> or how do you define a godly spouse? Yeah. You know, is it somebody that goes to church a lot or goes to church just as much as you do? Um, is it somebody who, you know, says a lot of the right things, uses the right lingo, et cetera, et cetera? Me, me and Fee watch a lot of shows about people that get married and you know their husband or wife winds up being like crazy on the yeah. other end like <laughs> snapped and you know deadly wives and uh, a lot of crime tv yeah, who would believe that i'm married etc etc so yeah we, we we've seen this firsthand there, there have even been references to married couples who started off in the church and who just thought that they were you know yeah. i mean or e even within marriage like you know some of the teaching can be and it, it's it's subtle it's not really always like obvious but you know you you hear preach sometimes you know if, we, if you treat your from the husband's end if you mm -hmm. treat your wife right and if you love your wife like christ loved the church your wife will want to have sex with you all the time <laughs> you mm -hmm. know whenever you has and vice versa you know if you as a wife treat your husband right you know and submit to him as unto the lord um, you know, he's always going to have a good attitude towards you. He's always going to do right by you. He's always going to treat you, you know, right and that kind of stuff. And that it, it doesn't always happen. It does not. You know, you you doing this, you taking this action doesn't always guarantee the results that you're looking for. And, and that's the danger of this. Um, it, it causes a lot of people to really be disillusioned with God and with what the gospel really entails. I mean, yeah. the gospel is not about me doing something in order to gain the gospel is about what we receive through what jesus did for us so yeah it, it's problematic on a lot of levels and i just thought it was interesting um seeing that tweet and even seeing the article and i figured you know this, this is something we could rap about <laughs> you know definitely yeah i i think it's just really important um that we take the blinders off when hmm. it comes to marriage right right, right. um because I, th I think one of the things that happens is that we have this false picture. Yeah. You know, um, we think that, okay, if I marry someone that is a Christian, just uh -huh. like me, just like me right. <laughs> um, goes to church, just like me, mm -hmm. loves God, just like I do, mm -hmm. um, everything's just going to be wonderful. Everything's going to be great. Yeah. And it's not. Right. <laughs> You know, the, rea the reality um, yeah. of it is that not, marriage is hard. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's important that um, you, you're equally yoked. Sure. Um, sure. When, oh, no you, when you're getting ready to get married, um, you know, because it's important to know some people may marry someone of a different faith. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I mean, that does happen. You know, right. that, that does happen. And I think that's why it's really important before you do say I do, mm -hmm. um, that you recognize there's, there's going to be some issues with that. Right. But even when you marry someone of the same faith right. that you are, mm -hmm. there are going to be some issues because we're all human. We're human, exactly. Yeah, we're all human. None of us are perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care how much you love God. <laughs> I don't care how deep you may be into the word. You're going to have flaws. These are facts. You know, 
Yeah. I can go to the church every day and mm-hmm. pray and just, yeah. you know, be, but I'm still going to come home and there are going to be some things that Wayne does not like about me. There are mm-hmm. going to be some things that my kids don't like about mom. There are going to be some things that I'm not pleased about with myself. I'm going to have some issues and right. the problem that I have with um, with this sexual prosperity gospel mm-hmm. with prosperity gospel yeah. all together is that it really just blind just makes people blind to yeah reality it does it you does. know um again god is is not looking for us to to impress him right you know the whole concept of if you you know love god and do all of this for the church whatever then you're not going to have any issues right, right. you know in your marriage you're going to have this perfect relationship it's so untrue yeah it's it's untrue and it, it does damage to people man we, we don't realize how much damage we actually do and it's not that it's not that in most instances you know the intentions aren't good because i think they are i mean I, I think when people you know harp on sexual purity i think they're doing it from a, a genuine place they want people to realize that you know hey sexual purity is 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 a, is a blessed thing in god's eyes and i mean there, there are blessings that come with sexual purity we're, we're not denying that what what we are saying is that the the impression that you know if you remain sexually pure that that means that god somehow or another looks on you more favorably mm-hmm. or you know he's he's going to give you more blessings than the next person or you know your marriage is not going to be uh, problematic in some areas you're going to you know hop and skip over you know issues that other people might have that's not always true and, um, and what i would like to say to to some of these people is like have you checked the divorce rate within oh. the church <laughs> because you know i mean if we Eesh. really did Ooh. a poll or right. a survey right um there you know and and you had a group of people that were really transparent exactly and honest yeah you know yeah you're gonna see that (laughs) there's some serious issues there oh there is there you know um because we're all again we're all human Mm -hmm. and 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 if we're not real and honest about our humanity you know then we'll try to utilize the gospel as like this this false cover uh, that basically just erases our sinfulness. Um, the gospel itself is the good news that Jesus came to to die for our sins and to give us a righteousness that we could not give ourselves. It's not, you know, you do this and you earn some status or some level of righteousness um, or some level of favor or some level of prosperity mm-hmm. from God based on yeah. what you do. And that that's the danger, you know, and, and that's why people get disappointed. You know, they put all this effort into, uh, you know, being pure and, and trying to do all these good things for the wrong reason. We're not saying don't be pure. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. We're, we're not saying don't be chaste. We're not, not we're not we're saying, you know, well, you know, bump that. I can just go ahead and have sex with whoever I want. <laughs> you know, we don't have to worry about it because, you know, hey, everybody's going to go through the same things. That, that's not what we're saying. What we're saying, we're just trying to take the unrealistic blinders off, as my wife pointed out. Um, we don't want people looking at this, you know, from a lens that's just like uh, diluted or distorted, rather. Regardless of whether or not you were a virgin when you got married, you're going to encounter problems. Yeah. And your problems may be similar to people who, you know, went and slept with any and everybody and got married. You may have some of the same issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's what we're saying because, you know, all have sinned yes, and fallen short of the glory, glory of God. So 
that that's just the bottom line. So let's look at some of the ways that the um, sexual prosperity gospel um, can negatively um, impact. Mm-hmm. How how does it affect your marriage yeah. or a marriage, yeah. so to speak? So I thought about maybe um, the self-serving aspect yeah. um, of how you know our good works become self-serving because I'm no longer really doing things for you yeah i'm doing it to get something from you Uh, yeah yeah exactly i'm doing it to get something something from you Mm -hmm. well for instance you know i'm 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 not i'm not cleaning your car honey or i'm not uh doing the yard or rubbing your feet or whatever just for the your benefit i'm doing it because you know hey uh i i I want some later or you, you you want to be recognized as the husband that, that, too. that too. is doing this yeah. you know we do it for the accolades yeah right. for mm-hmm. the accolades that's true yeah so that's i true. guess our motives aren't really pure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure mm, so what, what what are some some other things you think um i think too that um it can make your marriage an idol in the sense that you are so fixated on how good or quote unquote good your marriage looks to everybody else that you begin to lord it over people's heads yeah you start bragging and you start maybe not even outwardly bragging but you know just you get prideful in keeping up the appearance and keeping up you know the the, the image of hey we have no problems you know social media oh, oh my gosh oh so oh no man <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to you you're, you're good no no you're good because we 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 yeah, we, we talk all the time about people putting on false personas. On well, I don't, media. you know, and I, I probably shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. No, no, so that's fine. That's real. It does happen. Yeah. I don't think that there's anything wrong because I think the world definitely does need to see more mm-hmm. healthy marriages. Sure. So um, I'm all for, you know, for people displaying that. But, but be real about whether or not your marriage is actually healthy. Yeah. That's the yeah. problem. Like, you know, don't don't portray one thing on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and there be another completely different picture behind the scenes yeah. you know that, that's the problem and, and pe- people nowadays you know in the culture in general they see that yeah i mean they, they they can see right through you know our facades and stuff like that so i mean that that's why in a lot of instances despite the the big push that a lot of the churches made to to make marriage just this, this glorious uh beautiful incredible thing and it is and it, and it should indeed you know be honored and, and be seen as good but we've tried to do that at the expense of being real with ourselves and i mean you don't have to make a choice between being real and trying to appear good mm-hmm. you can do both gotcha <laughs> you, can, you can be legitimately really solid in your marriage you know you Thanks don't you don't have to put on the front me on that <laughs> <laughs> okay i get i i get it yeah yeah um, no doubt so I think that we can really, you know, lose focus sometimes um, mm-hmm. on what marriage is really supposed to right. be because we're we're chasing this yeah. sexual prosperity mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> gospel. Yeah. We're, we're chasing a lot of benefits, you know, and and we're not really chasing not really chasing the God who's ordained and given us the benefits yeah um and i think you know um 
a representation of of marriage ultimately is a representation of Christ, mm-hmm. and there is some suffering, you know, because yeah. Christ suffered. Right. right. And so to say that we're not going to suffer exactly um, if we do these things, right? <laughs> if we do these things, we're not. You're never going to suffer in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Is that really a true representation of the gospel of Christ and everything that He endured? Um, I think we really got to be honest about that. We do. We do. And ask ourselves that question. Are we really losing focus on on what marriage is really supposed to be? Very true. Very true. So, I mean, looking at uh, Caitlin Beatty's article, um, you know, I, I really thought it was really well done. And she also pointed out that a lot of uh, people, a lot of, you know, preachers and stuff like that who have been big proponents of this sexual prosperity gospel, ironically, some of their marriages you know, have, have, have ended or fallen to the wayside. Um, and I, I I don't say that, you know, as, as just this whole finger pointing, you know, well, you were wrong, that kind of thing that, that, that's not, that's not the point. The point is like, that's one of the dangers here. You know, if, if we, if we paint this picture that, you know, if you do these things, that everything is going to turn out hunky dory and okay. And they don't, Mm -hmm. the, the world looks at that and people in the church look at that, you know, yeah, and yeah. I think it, it can cause people to walk away from God. I agree. Because I agree. it's like, okay, well, you know, I've always been taught that if I do this, this right. will happen. Right. And when it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. then, you know, now people are walking away because mm-hmm. they're disappointed. They're yeah. disappointed with God. They've, yep. They're disappointed with what they've been taught um, all of their lives, yeah. you know. Um, so I, I think it's, it's just really important that we be honest yes yes no doubt <laughs> and, and, and be real um, about marriage mm-hmm. yeah. even as even as Christians for sure you know? especially as Christians yeah. um, you know because we, we we hold ourselves to a higher standard than you know the, the, the world and I get that to a certain degree but at the same time the way we hold ourselves to that standard, you know, we, we paint this picture to them that basically we're better than them. And yeah, and it shouldn't be us versus against, them. It yeah, shouldn't against, be. against the world it, it, because it we be. we are the world. Yeah. You know? Okay, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I yeah. mean, it's it's we we in the sense we're we're in the world, but we're not of, of it. The, yeah. You know, and I, I love um I love an illustration that was given uh, a few weeks ago. Um, you know, talking about the salt, us being the salt of the earth. Um we're the salt of the earth but in in most instances when we think of being the salt of the earth we think of ourselves in this salt shaker Mm -hmm. that's separate from everybody else and god is supposed to take us from that salt shaker and sprinkle Sprinkle us us, you know that's not a bad illustration but salt in its natural state is actually in the dirt yes you know so Mm -hmm. we're 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 the salt of the earth in the sense that we're actually in the dirt with everybody else and from that place we're supposed to have influence so i mean I think when we take that perspective on it, it'll help us to kind of come off this high horse of, you know, we have, we're as Christians, we have better marriages, we have better relationships, we have better this. No, (laughs) that doesn't always work. I mean, I know plenty of people who are not Christians at all that have awesome marriages, you know, and I I don't begrudge them that. I, I I give God glory for that because, you know, God is obviously evident in in what they're doing in that you know because everybody's an image bearer so everybody at some point can can you know give off some characteristic of god but i'm i'm not going to say that you know well because i'm i'm on the jesus boat that 
I'm automatically guaranteed yeah. a better relationship. No, mm-hmm. it's just I have a relationship with Jesus and they may not. But that doesn't mean that they can't have a good relationship. And we, we, we just have to get off that. <laughs> we just got to get off that high horse, man. Um, and I, I think the more we're real and the more we're open and the more we're honest, I think the better impact that we can have on the culture when it comes to marriage and relationships and just just putting away this this whole false notion of this sexual prosperity gospel. Yeah, and I think, you know, we can draw more people to Christ if we are open and honest and we are transparent about, Mm -hmm. yes, um, I love God. Yes, you know, I'm a Christian. Yes, I'm a believer. Mm And I have some of the same issues that right. you probably have in, in your marriage. Right. But, you know, there is a savior. There mm-hmm. is someone that can help you, right. you know, to make it through this mm-hmm. transition issue or whatever it right. may be that can give you a peace yeah. in what you're going through. Exactly. Instead of saying that, you know, no, we don't have issues yeah. because. Because we did this. We. <laughs> <laughs> we followed these steps. We right. Follow Christ. Exactly. Um, yeah. And again, going back to what you said, I definitely wanted to um, reiterate that, you know, I think it's a beautiful thing to be able to to marry someone and, and still yet, you know, you have your virginity and they have their virginity. Yeah, I, think I that's, agree. No doubt. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Of course, I have two two children, mm-hmm. um, two girls, you know. Um, yeah, and that's our prayer and, for them. That, that, you know, yeah. I, yeah, our prayer for them. But. We don't want them to to think that, you know, if you do this, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're guaranteed to have exactly. a marriage that's not going to have any issues. Right. Your husband is just going to love you right. so much and yeah. just, you know, yeah. it's really giving them a false hope. It is. It is. Um, so. And, and again, it does more damage when those hopes are dashed and that that false idea or that false uh, story that we gave them doesn't pan out. I mean, that can do more damage to the faith. And if we're just open knowledge with them and say, look, uh, our prayer for you and our expectation is that, you know, you, you remain pure until you get married. That does not guarantee that everything's going to be hunky dory. Y'all still going to have issues. Y'all still going to have to work through things. If we're open and real with them about that. And we say, Jesus is there in the midst of it. It can help you through it. As opposed to saying, if you do this, if you do that, if you do this, if you do that, boom. It's, it's just guarantees that that realistic approach, I think, will give them a much healthier perspective and a much healthier foundation to go on, you know, as they go into marriage. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, this has really been great. Yeah, it's been it a very interesting conversation. We'd love to hear um, some feedback from you guys. Maybe um, someone could even offer some more um, insight in, For sure. into um this yeah yeah definitely <laughs> i don't know it's an insight into a false gospel but um <laughs> yeah. insight into the conversation right of you know of what we're talking about today mm-hmm. but it's, it's definitely been interesting i'm gonna definitely do some more um research other than the, the few articles that we've read yeah, and me too. you know just kind of really digging some things out but this has really been great hun um, good, super um, excited about where God is taking marriage at Kogatha. Yes. Um, just some of the things that we've been kind of brainstorming and the topics that we've been talking about because we definitely want to be relatable and most importantly, we want to be relevant. Yes. Yep. Indeed. So thank you guys so much um, for listening to Felicia and Wayne at Marriage at Kogatha. We're out. Yep. Signing off, y'all.
Thanks so much for listening to Marriage at Golgotha. We really appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. This is always phenomenal. It's always wonderful. Mm-hmm. Always fun. Yes, always fun. So, babe, tell them where they can check us out. All right, everyone. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook. Just type in Marriage at Golgotha. Uh, it's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A. And be sure to like our page, too. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is M at G underscore podcast that's m-a-t-g underscore podcast now we found that for our apple users and for our android users there are two really quick and simple ways to listen so if you're if you got an iphone or an ipad or an apple product you can check us out on itunes for our android users check us out on google podcast you don't have to download an app you can just plug and play and listen to us that way and as always you can check out our website it's marriage at golgotha.com that's m-a-r-r I-A-G-E-A-T-G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A We want to get it out there Not because we're looking to be famous But because we, we really believe God's given us something to say And we really just like the conversations That's right So please remember to keep it real Keep it live Keep Christ in your marriage. A to the man. Much more to me than a way to get rich. I can't sell your lies because I recognize that I'm held accountable. If I keep speaking, what keeps keeping us stuck inside of this ditch? Yeah, we broke, but money can't fix. What no needle can't seem to stitch. Sitting in the dark, but ain't no switch. Ain't no psychic, but I predict.